Hello and welcome to the Man On Podcast. I am Darren and joining me as always is Martin and Craig. How are you guys? Uh, average, mate. You? <laughs> I said, how are you? Not how is your FPL score going? And if your <laughs> FPL score's average, me and Craig, I don't even want to talk about it. It's uh, mental bad, isn't it? It's crazy, crazy bad. Yeah, really, really, really poor. And, and and strangely enough, I looked earlier and saw like my rank and I was like, well, actually, do you know what? Considering how bad my score is this week, I expected a much worse game week rank currently. So there must be some horrific scores out there. Like, I think I'm, I think I'm 3.5 million rank at the moment in, in game week rank. And I've still got three to play. And I've seen people with less to play and, and very close to that score. So it's it's a very, unless you had Matoma or Mbumo, quite quite bad. Yeah, I've got bad yeah, news for you, Darren. You're, you're, you're worse than that because I've got 35 points and I'm 4 million game week rank at the moment. Then live FPL is telling me, oh, live FPL might be telling my, actually my overall rank, actually good point, not my game week rank. Um, but thanks for that, Martin. <laughs> breaking news as we get it Darren is shitter than he thought um, yeah uh, okay that's terrible yeah I'm basically but I haven't had my captain play yet that is that's the hope we've, we've got uh, team Saka tonight come on yeah you pulled that out of nowhere didn't you no I, I did say I would take on the Harlan captaincy this week and I couldn't get to Salah so mm. at the end of the day it was the best logical cap- captain I had I, I didn't expect Harlan to do as great against Newcastle um, and I thought Saka against Palace was 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 a better fixture. Um, uh, you know, Salah scared me. Don't don't get me wrong. <laughs> you know, uh, but yeah, I, I think I've dodged a bullet with uh, with both Salah and Haaland. But not having Matoma and having Pedro instead has, has now bit a couple of us on the ass. <laughs> um, Man United being an absolute shit show has bit me on the ass with Fernandez. And I mean, I don't know if any, I can't remember if any of you guys doubled up, but. It's not good. <laughs> yeah, I've got all three of them, all my midfielders. Richarlison promised a lot, centre yeah. forward for an attacking yeah. team, nothing. Yeah. Fernandez, we'll get to later on in this pod, but there's some interesting stats around him. Definitely underachieved in the first two game weeks, but he's done nothing. Yeah. And obviously Rashford, I've got all three of them. So uh, it's not gone all that well. I've, I've got a hope tonight that it, I, it's the game week started well for me because I benched Turner. Um, when everyone, well, not everyone, but a lot of people played him. So I was celebrating with my, uh, the fact I was still on zero points on Friday night, but I was quite happy to get away with that one. Who's your keeper? I've got Johnston tonight. So (laughs) you haven't got got away with it, mate. (laughs) No, well, I've got three Arsenal players against my goalkeeper tonight now. So the game week started well with a, with a Turner blank. Let's hope it ends well as well. I don't know what ending well is for me tonight though, with three Arsenal players against my goalkeeper. So I don't even know what I want tonight, but. Some points any anywhere I get them. I think you've just got to take the Arsenal smashing, really, haven't you? Forget about Johnston. No one got good keeper points, really, did they? Let's be fair. Most keepers, most people have got Turner, Runana, or Pickford, as far as I'm concerned. And each of the one conceded heavily. So whatever. Um, I'd take a Saka. I'd take an Arsenal masterclass. Um, would make more sense. Um, should we jump into it? Yeah. I've got Richarlison, by the way. That's been a shower of shit. And I was going to think about going to Madison, but now that he's bloody injured, so that's even worse. <laughs> uh, Chelsea, right. Luton. Chelsea Luton. So, yeah, quite a key game for the week, but it's on Friday night, so it's up first. Um, yeah, decisions around this. We've got, um, so on the screen, um, for, for those on YouTube, on the on the right-hand side, we've got the lineups from... Um, Chelsea's lineup against West Ham and then Luton's lineup um, in the only game that they've played so far. Uh, and then on the left hand side, we've got the average positions for Chelsea um, from the West Ham game. Um, and so just some stats there for Jackson. So is this for this? Is this for the season, Craig? The, these Jackson stats? Yeah. Yeah, for the season. I can't see the slides at the minute for some reason. Okay, so I'm, all right. I'm going from memory. <sighs> all right, I'll carry on for the moment then. So, that's, that's on me. Um, my, my, tell you what, Martin was doing such a bloody wonderful job, I thought you could see him. There we go. There we go. I've got them. Oh, there we go. I've got, them. <laughs> I've got them up separately because then I don't have to worry about the YouTube delay. Um, so, yeah, Jackson, non-penalty expected goal involvement, 1.39. Um, and big chances so far, three. 
Um, so yeah, that's put... that's amongst strikers, not in everyone in the whole game, but amongst strikers. Yeah. I know. I thought he was second, actually. I know. I know. Wisser is above him. Who's the other one that's above him for goal involvement? It's Joel Pedro, I think. Oh no, no he's, he was up there, but I think NP um, non penalty might not be him. Let me find that out while we go on. Okay. But... Um, yeah. So, so that's it, really. So, I mean, for me. Um, you know, I'm thinking about do I want Jackson in? Um, I've got Ollie Watkins at the moment. Um, ten points from two games, that's that's all right. Um, but obviously Chelsea coming into a great run of fixtures. Um, I like Jackson. I didn't start with Jackson because I because I hadn't seen him play, and I, I was loath to. And that, that was one of the rules I set myself as well. I'm not going to bring people in. I don't really haven't judged for myself. Um, but I did. I did like the look of him against West Ham. Um, although he looks quite raw, um, and it's a good run of fixtures coming up, isn't it? But so I think I think I've decided I'm going to move Watkins on. But this might be a bit of a theme of the pod. Like, who do you get in? Is it Jackson? Is it Visser? He's also got a run of good fixtures. Is it Alvarez? Um, yeah, it's, it's tough, isn't it? Um, that, so I'd... yeah, that, that's what I posed posted to you guys in our WhatsApp chat before the pod, isn't it? Like, um, you know, Craig said, wait for the pod. It might help you, but yeah, I was all prepared to go Jackson but then I, I watched the game and you're right he does look lively he does look good and I think he will get goals and it's it's this run of games but Chelsea also lost 3-1 to West Ham and, and although he looked quite good they still fell apart and he didn't score so it's Alvarez started to creep into my mind last night I think you know with KDB out he's definitely he's playing really well he's getting you know the ability the, the shots and he's got the ability and, and what, obviously, if I go, I'm going from uh, Mubama. We are downgrading from Watkins. I'm going from Mubama up. So for me, I can get Jackson. I can get I could get Nunez if I really thought he'd play, um, and I can get Alvarez and still have some money in the bank. And, and that might be the swing for me. Already, um, De Bruyne money still hanging around. Look. I've still got a bit of my De Bruyne money, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I can get, you know, I think I've got three million in the bank, haven't I? So I think I can get from Mubama to Alvarez and have another million, which looks likely that I might be using that to potentially move Richarlison on if he doesn't buck his bloody stupid ideas up. Um, so you're right. It, it's a real tough one for me. I think yeah. it comes down to here. His individual numbers are quite good. It's Neil Morpay, by the way, Martin, who's second on the list for strikers. <laughs> Non-penalty expected goals. <laughs> I'll tell you now, is that play your own way, but don't Jeez. pick up on the pie, all right? <laughs> but it's not like we'll get to Richarlison later, but his individual numbers aren't that encouraging. So the fact he's blanking and not actually playing all that well, or these Tottenham aren't playing to his strengths and he's the one taking advantage of chances so far, makes me more tempted to move him on. We say it quite a lot about footballers, even at Sunday League level, right? It's when they're not getting the chances and the numbers where you start to worry. When they're He's basically form is what's letting him down at the moment, it feels like, rather than opportunity. Three big chances in two games is pretty good. Luton and Nottingham Forest at home next two is pretty much as good as it gets. It's, he's had two one-pointers, isn't he, which is what's putting people off. I probably still think he's the best striker to get out of all the ones you've, you've just listed, all the ones on my shortlist that you said earlier on. But I, I, I still think he has to be the priority with these fixtures. With two home, yeah. two home games. He did, he did look very dangerous. I know people... People seem to be waxing lyrical about Sterling's performance, and he was pretty he's decent good. in the. Yeah, he, was good. he was decent in the first half, but he was still he still looked dangerous, and then made poor decisions. I thought, like he had a, he had a, he had two or three opportunities to set Jackson away, and like didn't do it. Um, for example, um, so I feel like you know this Chelsea team, it, it, they're, they're going to have a game over this fixture run, or maybe or maybe even two or three games over this run where. It's going to click, and they're going to they're going to score some goals, aren't they? Um, yeah. So I, I feel like you know, rather than like chasing the points of Visser, maybe, maybe Jackson is the maybe Jackson is the one to go for. I he's yeah. I feel like I maybe want to go for him. Um, they got a reliable playmaker. That's the get difference because Chukwemeka's out. We're not quite sure how long for you. You'd imagine Mudrik comes in. I think Mudrik and Sterling both quite unreliable, quite inconsistent in terms of their playmaking. And Gusto's playing right wing back, who by all accounts is an unreliable playmaker, no end product, no final ball. So mm. as good as Jackson is, as good as the fixtures is, has he got anyone to actually set him up reliably? That's my big one question. Where at least with Alvarez, you know, Foden's around and players like that are around that are going to give him 
regular chances, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. Chelsea have that player that's going to get regular chances. I it's think, awkward. It is awkward. Um, it's awkward. I think with Caicedo coming in, and he didn't have a great debut yesterday, did he, by all accounts? But I think Caicedo coming in will free up a little bit of uh, Enzo to move forward, but also Conor Gallagher to move forward a little bit as well. Um, that could be a playmaker there, Conor Gallagher. He's very good. Um, will he help Jackson, potentially? Well, that line-up there, Darren, the, the, the player position map actually Enzo's the eight and Gallagher's 23 so if anything Gallagher's playing as the defensive midfielder here and Enzo's playing ahead of him mm. based on average position yeah that's an option as well one of those two push in further forward and Caicedo comes in and obviously Chuck Romaker's out so do they push Gallagher on do they push Enzo on or do they just bring Mudrick in and put Caicedo in instead of one in, instead of Gallagher it looks like I, I think Enzo stays where he is in that sort of attacking right half space number eight position it's just whether they really, whether they play Mudrick or Gallagher in the current um, Chuck Romaker spot. Because I think Caicedo is going to come in as the six. Enzo will play as the eight. And then what do they do with the 10 roll? I say, he's, yeah, between Gallagher and Mudrick, I think. But I think that's a hard to hard to guess. It is hard. Uh, I know I'm in the same boat um, as you, Darren. I, I've, I've got Cameron Archer and I've got 2.5 million in the bank. So I can go straight from Archer to Jackson and that will use all my free money. Yeah. I've also got Joel Pedro, like a lot of people now, who... Yeah. Him, he was quite surprised didn't play so I could just move him up to Jackson and keep a million in the bank to then do other things with well my um, my, my, my part of my plan was the fact that Mubama I want to move Mubama up because I was looking at bench boost this week um, because I'll have a very strong bench and a very strong playing 11 so it makes perfect sense for me to do that this week whereas if I move Jal Pedro up then yeah I've still got a Mubama on the bench who doesn't do anything and there's no point in playing bench boost so mine's a different plan to yours but Pedro will be my next problem <laughs> Um, yeah. What are those questions at the top there? We answered. Um, so yeah, we kind of just touched on it really. So Paul Cartwright asked, "Is Sterling worth a punt?" Thought he looked good yesterday. Um, and then Niall Fairbrother, um, along similar lines, but just what is the best Chelsea midfield option for this good run? Uh, I don't hate Sterling, guys. I, I think he's not a bad shout at all. If you've got if you've got no huge fires in your team or real kind of plan moves in terms of like. like Jao Pedro up or Mubamaro, et etc. et cetera, then I think Sterling's actually quite a nice little... He's only 6.5, or is he 6? Or is he 7? <laughs> uh, he's cheap, but for cheap for Sterling and anyway. And, and yeah, he's going to play every game, I think. So I don't hate it. He was very effective yesterday. Enzo's the safest for minutes. I still think he'll take pen today. So I, I know we don't need money right now. I think I think he's probably still, for what we know at the moment, the best midfielder to get, I think. But... I'm not in love with that move, to be honest. But I think, and I think that's what's putting me off. You you want three Chelsea for this run. I've already got two defenders, so now I need. What am I going to do with the third one? Jackson stands out way more than any of the midfielders to me. I think, which is probably why I'm edging towards getting him as well ahead of the other strikers we mentioned. Who's your two? I've got Colwell and Chilwell in my team. Ah, right there you go. So yeah, I, I started with Colwell as my four point five. I think I'll bench him early on, and then if I need him for this run, he's there. Yeah, and he's, and he's um, playing so. Brilliant. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's that's exactly you played the game there, and you've and you've won in a, in a way for that point. I think. Um, yeah. Yeah. More questions and answers there, but uh, <laughs> yeah. Sorry, we've guys. got we've got uh, Berno in the chats just saying he's not keen on Chelsea attackers without Nkunku, um, not creating enough chances for me as yet. When you have Wissa nailed at six million, or even Morris as an easy get out from Pedro, I don't think you need to go for Jackson. And um, I am 1974 saying he's happy with just Chilwell. Um, he doesn't see the end product with Sterling. Um, yeah, it's kind of what I, what I was alluding to. I thought people were getting a bit excited about his performance, but I know he won the penalty, but I, th- I thought he was, you know, he was making dangerous runs and like, yeah, uh, you know, he had, he had defenders backpedaling, but... Yeah, the end product wasn't wasn't there. Yeah, yeah. and we've said that for Sterling for years, haven't we? No end product. <laughs> he's a confidence um, player, isn't he? At the moment, his confidence isn't really up. He's had them, them runs at Man City before, where he scored 15, 16 goals in a season. Right, we had good yeah, confidence yeah. attacking the back post. Yeah, doesn't you, feel like he's mm-hmm. close to that Sterling right now. You get that, ch- you get that Sterling playing, and everyone's going to have him. It's very good. Um, should you skip on? That enough for Chelsea? Yeah, yeah let's go to the next game. Obviously, we'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll naturally talk about the other options, won't we? So, um, <clears throat> yeah, so Bournemouth versus Tottenham. Um, 
so a few things there again. We've got the lineups from the previous um, the previous games, and um, Neto ten points. By the way, I I said um, I can't remember. It was either last week or the week before. I was saying about how I had Neto in draft last year, and I kept benching him, and he kept getting double figure returns. Did it again? Um, guess what happened this weekend? I benched <laughs> him in draft, um, played Turner, and he went and got ten points at Anfield. Um, yeah, I, sh- I just need to play him every week. I think. Um, but yeah, I just put a quote in from um, that I saw. It was FPO Olympia, and I saw post it on Twitter. Um, a quote from Richarlison um, talking about uh, you know his uh, uh, lack of lack of goals so far. Um, so quote from Richarlison: I didn't get any ball there to shoot. As a striker, I have to receive the ball. I have to be close to the goal. During training, we've been making a good partnership. Little by little, I think the goals will come. I need to be calm. I'm keeping faith. Um, which kind of sum, sums up nicely how I feel about him as a pick, really. Um, I, feel like, I feel like it will come. Um, and if you look at Ange Postacoglu's history, it does typically take his teams um, you know, a few games to, to, to kind of really understand the system and, and use it to the, to the best effect. And as I said last week, I just feel like if I take him out, it's just going to bite me on the ass. Um, so I'm going to persist with it. Um, I know you've got him as well, Craig. How are you feeling about it? Yeah, he's one of three or four that I'm debating. Rashford, I'm debating selling. Richarlison, I'm debating selling. Then either of the two strikers maybe go up to Jackson. I think all four options are open to me this week. I might make one move. I might make two moves. 0.19 XGI over the first two games is really poor for a striker. Right? This is what I was saying before. At least Jackson's got good numbers. He's not getting points, but quite a big difference in terms of how many shots he's having, what his expected returns are. And, yeah, Tottenham just are still... It's very, very different to anything they've played before under either the last two or three managers, really. Um, and Richarlison's right in the sense that he's on the end of things in the penalty box. If no one's squaring the ball across or, or things like that to him, um, then he's not getting any chances. And it's the those crashing the box later than him, sort of behind him, that are then... Pepe Sarr, six shots in the box. I think he had five at, five in the box yesterday in that Man United game. He was obviously arriving late in the box and Richarlison sort of keeping the centre-backs busy with his movement and the, the ball's being pulled back behind him for the midfielders that are coming in. Now, I don't think that's the plan long-term. I think the, the plan will be for the striker to be finishing these, these opportunities, but mm-hmm. how long do you give it? I, I definitely want him for that Sheffield United game. I was going to say, for, for, for me, I mean, I've got Richarlison as well and... and the only thing keeping him alive in my team at this very moment is that run of green fixtures on the FDR, genuinely. Like, if he can't score in Bournemouth, Burnley or Sheffield United, there's absolutely no way I'm keeping him for the next two. Regardless of the fact there's Luton and Fulham to follow, I'm just not doing it. I'd rather try and get, hopefully, Madison's fitter than by then. Obviously, Madison missing now is possibly a big problem for Richarlison. Um, you know, very good, very good for supply. But... Yeah, it's it's the next three games for me for Richarlison. Um, he's keeping faith, so I might for a little. <laughs> the he's single-handedly yeah. responsible for my slow start. Right, anyone that's got Matoma or Mbwemo, they've got him in my Richarlison spot, and the points difference between the three of them already is pretty substantial, right? Yep. Yeah. So we could, that could easily that could easily swing the other way the next two weeks, though, couldn't it? Um, it's yeah. like such a small sample, and the thing is with Richarlison's XGI as well. Oh, this this is going to be a dangerous comparison, but if you look at Haaland, <laughs> if you look at Haaland last year at City, and he was barely touching the ball, right? I mean, he was scoring goals, but people say like it's ridiculous. Like he scored he scored two goals and he's touched the ball like six times or something. Yeah, yeah, very few it, touches. It, this this is what could happen for Richarlison in this team, isn't it? He's not going to be touching the ball all the time. He's not going to be you know shooting from the edge of the area or from you know from all over the place. He is going to be in and around the penalty spot. So even in the games where he does score goals, he's probably not going to touch the ball that much. Like it's going to be that kind of role. So I think you just have to kind of ex- accept that a bit. And, you know, there's more to it than just the just the numbers. Just just a very small, small update. I just got messaged. Um, Chuck Wameka has actually ruptured his cruciate ligament and they think he'll be out for the season. Confirmed. I saw some sort of speculation from a, an unusual source on that, so I didn't take it yeah, that seriously. Yeah, it's quite a huge Chelsea account that I've, yeah. I've seen it on. Let's just put it into a, to one of our 
one of our uh, our chats, one of the better better ones where most of the news is correct. Um, otherwise, I wouldn't have said it. <laughs> but I double checked uh, that it wasn't someone with two followers. Um, but yeah, I think I've seen them before post Chelsea news, and it'd be accurate. So yeah, he could well be out. Um, but yeah, back back to Richarlison. I think I, yes, it was a dangerous comparison to make, but I understand Martin. Uh, Richarlison is going to have few touches, but yeah, he is the way they play. Um, thing is, the other, I'll be honest with you, the other uh, Man United, didn't it, they played, he looked slow. That's the other thing. I actually thought Richarlison was quite quick, but he genuinely looked laboured when he was running through, like going along somebody on the wing. He just looked like he was outpaced by a lot of the Man United centre-backs. Um, I actually thought he was a lot quicker, which isn't, isn't going to help. Mm. Could it be his movement in congested penalty boxes that gives him chance? I don't think a lot of it's going to be him running in behind. I said a lot of the chance going to come from wide people squaring it across, I think, is what the hope is. Yeah. This fixture run's just too good for Tottenham. I think these next three, I think you want to put on the screen. None of the other midfielders are really jumping out to say, I want them instead. If I had, um, a, wild, at least if I had a wild card, I'd go Kulisevsky. Not going to lie. I think we'll get to Rashford later. His numbers are iffy and his performances are iffy and Man United's fixtures don't look great coming up after the, this week against Nottingham Forest. At least with Tottenham, you can sort of count on the fixtures for a few more weeks and give yourself that reasoning to keep him. Where Rashford, I think, is becoming hard to justify why you might keep him. Um, that's probably edging me more towards selling Rashford, despite the fact he's home to Nottingham Forest this week, which seems a terrible fixture to sell him for. Mm. I, I feel like I'm going to give Richarlison the three games, I think, here. Yeah, I feel like I'm, I, I, like I, I'm moving on now to a, to an Embuemo or something. That feels like the ultimate points chasing. Yeah, I yeah I agree. I think we all agreed. Richarlison for the next three. <laughs> uh, Arsenal Fulham. Um, yeah, so obviously we're recording before Palace Arsenal. So that lineup for Arsenal is from um, is from the Nottingham Forest game, um, and then from Fulham's point of view. Um, yeah, kind of, uh, kind of crashed back down to earth a bit, didn't it? I think I think we all tipped Brentford to to beat them at the weekend, didn't didn't we? Um, and said they were maybe a bit fortunate against Everton, um, and that proved to be the case. So another great game for Arsenal. Um, what what have you got there for us on Martinelli, Craig? Yes, I was looking back over the fixtures from last year because both teams are likely going to play the same system, maybe slightly different personnel. You never know if like Raul Jimenez or Mitrovic is going to play up front, for example. But in terms of systems and styles, I think it'll be the same as last year. So that's a good thing because it feels like we've got from our chat mandates, right? You know, when same tactics keep playing each other over and over, you get fairly consistent results. So if it's the same yeah. structures again, Arsenal dominated both games quite comfortably. Um, different strikers for Arsenal in both the games. The second, the away game was probably the most interesting. Trossard was playing up front and had a, and got three assists. Arsenal won three nil. He set all three goals up. Was drifting out to the left quite a lot. Um, Trossard and crossing and Martinelli spent time through the middle. Where the first game it was Jesus um, up front, but Martinelli had a really high average uh, position in both the games. Um, you can see his XG in both games was very strong. Um, Eleven shots across both games with Fulham last year. Four on target across those games expected goals of 1.6 over two games um feels like in terms of matchups if it is going to go the same as last year this fixture seems to suit his role uh I don't know if he was against Tete in both of those games or someone else at right back but yeah it just felt like quite a quite an interesting development and Martinelli had such good numbers in both games against Fulham and tactically I think it'll be fairly similar so I've got him. That's not the reason why I put this slide up but it feels like it's uh <laughs> it feels like it's <laughs> It's a subtle boast. <laughs> well, that doesn't mean he's getting anything, does it? Because no. no, no. <laughs> see, see, I think Mar I'm worried Martinelli's going to do really well tonight against Joel Ward. That's my my concern. Um, <laughs> when I've got Saka and Odegaard, it's going to be Martinelli. Um, yeah, well, 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 yeah, exactly. I was, I was just going to say that some people will have Odegaard, won't they, instead? So, and is, is Odegaard not very well or something that I see? Is he? Uh, is he there, Ill there's or? a rumor that both him and Saliba are not very well. Um, it's a okay. rumour. I can't see any confirmation on it. The only thing I've seen for definite is that Zinchenko and Party are both fit and, and, and happy to play. Um, okay. They've travelled. But yeah, I can't. I think it's a, it's the same people who tried the rumour on um, what's his name this week. It's just stupid. Um, All right. I'm getting sick of him. Uh, so, in, in terms uh, yeah, of... Yeah, 
Fulham. Oh, sorry, mate. I was just going to say. So, so either way, if, if you're thinking of maybe just moving Odegaard to Martinelli, then um, and there you go. Martinelli has done uh, well against you know Marco Silva's Fulham in the past, so maybe that's yeah. some help. I mean, that's re- re- basically kind of what I was going to say. The the problem I've got is I've got three Arsenal. And so for me to then get Martinelli thinking, you know, if I look at this and go, hey, do you know what, Martinelli played great against Fulham, I need him in. I'm doing Arsenal to Arsenal. And there's other fires in my in my team. I, I, I mean, if you're in a position that you've got three Arsenal and you can afford to take, you know, an Arsenal to an Arsenal, you're in a really good position. But I think a lot of us have got the same similar sort of fires in terms of Jao Pedro's minutes now, a 4.5 stinker on the bench. <laughs> it's, um, yeah, it's one of those. I think this run is actually very nice for us. Now, this next five, I know we've all probably got two attackers anyway, but I wouldn't be considering moving off it. Um, I think all five of these next teams have got issues at the moment, defending in maybe slightly different ways. In regards to that, they've all got limitations defensively right now. Man United should have scored against Tottenham yesterday, right? That wasn't a particularly great defensive performance from Tottenham, the fact they kept the clean sheet. So I I think Arsenal can capitalise on that. Everton were let four goals in against Villa, not particularly good. Man United, obviously not playing well right now for various reasons. And even Bournemouth, I think Liverpool were well in control of that game before the red card, right? So they're all games where Arsenal could easily score two plus goals. All I wouldn't be If you said to me now, would Arsenal score two or more in all those five? I would probably say yes. They're probably the hardest one of the next six, I think, is tonight. Um, yeah. yeah, I can understand that. Uh, in regards to that, Craig, the, the run of Arsenal here, just very quickly, I know this isn't the Sky pod, but... I was in a Sky group today where a lot of people were saying that after today they were dumping Arsenal players. I'm completely the opposite. I, I was looking at this and thinking, well, I'm bringing one in. So am I, like, am I seeing the same thing as you here? Because I think that's a really good run as well. And I didn't really understand that. Um, I think Sky is just different. One, you don't need a captain from Arsenal after tonight. So that may be, they're all obviously fairly expensive, especially the midfielders. So if you need money for other things, yeah, and you don't that, need an Arsenal player to captain, then wild. you maybe dispose them. And two, Sky has obviously other things around tiers and, and things like that. Because they're good fixtures for us, doesn't mean to say they're good fixtures for like passing tiers and things yeah, like that. True, so it um, could be for those reasons. I'm, yeah. I'm more likely to think that's because you don't need it for captaincy after today is probably why people are cool. selling. Yeah, that's fair. That makes perfect sense. Appreciate that. Would, uh, any, right. Are any of you considering downgrading an Arsenal to Martinelli for any reason this next week? Oh, I've already, I've already got mine. Eh? And so have you, right? Well, I'm not. Move on. <laughs> you two have, I haven't. Great, that's going to punish me, isn't it? Um, Brentford Palace. Uh, yeah. So again, um, Visser is on the probably the forward shortlist, isn't it? Um, I mean, talk about Chelsea's good run, but look at these Brentford fixtures: uh, Crystal Palace, Bournemouth. They got Newcastle away in there, but then it's straight back to Everton home, Forest away. Man United, Burnley home. I mean, the, their next four home games are, are up there, aren't they, for the best home games of the season. So and I don't have anybody at the moment. I don't have Witha or Mbwemo. No. Um, just spoken about want to give Richarlison a bit more time and not chase Mbwemo's points. But, but a, forward, <laughs> a forward spot is up for grabs. So maybe, yeah, maybe Vissa. Um, I don't know. Craig, did you tell me Sade played up top, though? Uh, it looked like he was going to, but he didn't. Sade's number nine on this map, so he's he playing off the left. This oh, yeah. is the 11 that played through the middle. Yeah. Um, this is the hard thing with Brentford. They played wing-backs in the first game, then they've gone 4-3-3. And this is probably the first evidence we've got how they'll set up 4-3-3. So it might not be Sade left. They might play Lewis Potter or something off the left in another game. But it looks like this is going to play centre-forward by himself in a 4-3-3. That's quite valuable to know. Um so if they play, play three five two, it looks like it's him and Embuemo at the minute. So numbers wise, Embuemo is a bit higher for XGI. Uh, he has taken two penalties though. Um, Fister getting shots in the box, most in the league at the moment. It's beating Haaland for, for shots in the box across the first two game weeks. Um, it's hard to ignore, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And I'm with you, Martin. I think that the fact he, I don't know what his ownership is, but saying Embuemo feels like chasing points, and strangely, Vissa doesn't. I don't know if it's a mentality thing, just because the ownership is likely to be less. Um, um... I think it's a couple of things for me. So, firstly, Mbemo, like you say, two of his, we've got two penalties to factor in. They're not going to win a penalty every week, are they? Um, and until quite late in the game, he wasn't against Fulham. He was, I don't think he was that threatening from opening open play. I know it's dangerous just to take match of the day highlights, but he was 
he was playing he was playing pretty pretty wide it seemed and I don't know Wisser just feels more dangerous to me it feels like you know the there's more of a foundation to Wisser than Mbwemo. Um that's my instinct at the moment it, question, question for you guys then given so far we've covered like four games here and we're looking at potentially Wisser we're looking at you know changing Jao Pedro Jackson etc could there be a call for a wild card early on uh, I don't know it's so team dependent isn't it <laughs> it is because I look at this and I think I don't have any Brentford but this week I need to prioritise Jackson but then maybe I'm looking at Visser and, and, and already I'm like I need to like make four changes I'd love a Brentford defender this run Rico Henry would be great obviously it's like now I'm thinking I don't have enough and it's like I think wildcard I don't plan to wildcard for another like three or four weeks but I don't know I'm keen to see one more game of Brentford. I think we've seen him in two systems against defences that are sort of giving them chances, shall we say. Fulham, I think, are the worst in the league at the moment for, for shots conceded. And Tottenham, obviously, learning a new system and, and play quite open. So it, it's feasible that Brentford's numbers are inflated by those two factors. Crystal Palace, I don't think, will be quite so generous um, next week. So I wouldn't mind seeing him against a team with a bit more of a reputation for, for solid defending. We saw what Fulham, Fulham and Everton have loads of shots against them as well, um, which didn't happen all that often. If if this is good again against Crystal Palace, I think that's a game week four transfer or even a game week six transfer. I won't mind one more look at Bournemouth as well, to be honest. But obviously, the best attacking team in the league. So um, let's see Bournemouth this week against a different team. Let's see Brentford against a team that's a bit more defensively resilient. And then maybe reassess. Yeah, uh, I still I was, think I'd rather have Jackson against Luton than in Waymo or Visa against Palace. I, think. I, I, I would agree with that. Oh, yeah, I was going to say something similar, Craig. So, like, you could go Jackson this week, and then, you know, we've both said we want to keep Richarlison at least until after he's played Sheffield United. So then maybe that's the point you could say, okay, so Richarlison's going to um, someone else, and then. And then, and then maybe you go three up front, or or you move Jackson on, because um, yeah, it's not. I mean, yeah, even if you do it in three game weeks' time for Visso, you've still got then Everton home, Forest away, um, Man United away, Burnley home. Like it's still, it's still good, isn't it? It's not. Yeah, it doesn't necessarily need to be immediately. That feels like a better wild card week as well. Not not for any fixture reason, but. I think it's a bit early to wildcard now, unless you've got big fires with loads of price drops and injuries and things and unreliable players. It just doesn't feel like a time to wildcard. I think Everton, what's that game week six? That's it six. Feels uh, like it's more reasonable to wildcard around then. Yeah, that, mm. that's that's the time I was aiming for. So I guess by that time we've had Crystal Palace, Bournemouth and Newcastle for Brentford. So we probably will definitely know a lot more. So yeah, six is when I was aiming for my wildcard. So we'll, we'll see. Um, not considering any Palace? Shall I move on? Apart from no, <laughs> no. Okay. Uh, Everton, shall yeah. I move on? Speaking of not considering, yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, let, let's just do this briefly. Um, oh, God. They're, shoot, they're, game. they're shooting loads and not scoring goals, both of them. Yeah, they, they, <laughs> this is this will be prime time Saturday night TV for us, I'm sure of it. Um, yeah, I mean, do we want to do it? Everton, Wolves, no. Yeah. Just on non-penalty XGI for strikers, he's actually fourth on that list. So it's uh, it's Visser, it's Morpai, it's Jackson, and then it's Cunha as the top four, believe it or not, for, for non-penalty XGI all above Haaland. Craig, you Craig, you pulled uh, you pulled a Wolves player into your tip one one of your little special teams this week, and he got sent off, right? It, I did, yeah. Yeah, cool. The, the <laughs> minus the, the minus uh, thirty million team or whatever it is, you have to keep in the bank. Five million midfielder playing out on a wing was really dangerous against Man United. Then decided to go around pushing everyone in the seventh minute of injury time, and then got a second yellow card for it. Oh, I reckon. Matthias uh, Nunes. Same same so, bad uh, place as Bequetta for the, those yellow cards. Cunha <laughs> uh, is an option, I think, for people that are bothered about Joel Pedro's minutes now and haven't got any money in the bank. There's obviously not loads of options at five point five. There is Morris from Luton. Uh, we haven't got a lot of evidence from yet, but could be good. Cunha is playing and does look like the most likely goal scorer from Wolves. I'm not saying you want to go there, but if you just want a reliable player in that spot who's going to start games, it's probably worse than him, especially uh, yeah. if you're going to do it as a sort of 11th, a sort of 8th attacker position. If you've got five good midfielders, you just want a third striker as a nice first bench. Mm. There's worse, right, than him. The fixtures aren't amazing, yeah. but he's playing and getting chances. 
Yeah, it's hard to say anything when you look at Wolves, given the fact that obviously their ratings are terrible, apart from Cunha's really here. But Fabio Silva's 5.5, and if he starts playing up top, he, he did do very well when he was on loan. So he could also become an option. But yeah, if, you, if you're looking at the moment, I'd go Cunha. You know, uh, just, oh, just, ben- just for the benefit of the audio, the stats on the screen. Uh, Wolves, are, Wolves are after the first two games, are second for shots in the box with 29, um, but they're 18th for goal conversion. Absolute um, dreadful. Two teams them for goal conversion, by the way, haven't scored yet. That's Everton and Burnley. So all the teams have actually scored a goal, they're the worst. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they're the worst. Um, and then Everton, 20 shots in the box. Or all nil, all nil more paper, basically. <laughs> but zero goals. Confidence player, none. Um, United Forest. We're not really going to sell United players ahead of this game, are we? No. I mean, well, I mean, I don't have, I didn't have the double up ever. Um, I, I, I've got Fernandez, and I'm, I'm not selling him before Forest. I know people are fed up of him. I genuinely thought he didn't play badly against Tottenham. In fact, he was one of Man United's better players. I think he created a lot of chances. Um, he was typical Bruno Fernandez, complaining like he always does. Got himself a yellow for it. That's what he does. But genuinely, his footballing ability is very good. I mean, he nearly did the most beautiful Rabona assist I've ever seen. Um, insane, but I'm not selling him before Notts Forest. That is not the highest non penalty XGI in the league, by the way, at the moment. That 2.12 for Bruno. So the fact he's got no returns so far, he's, he's the unluckiest Bruno. player in the league in terms of FPL right now. The, the, I think, Martin, you said during the game, like you messaged us and said how Bruno hasn't got a return is unbelievable. And I was sat there thinking mm. exactly the same. I'm like, oh my god, somebody put something away. It was, yeah. it was insane. Like, we deserved more from our pick of Bruno in that one and, and should have got it, but that's that's FPL for you. Um, so, yeah, not yeah. selling him. I don't, obviously, I don't think you can, given the run they've got. I know Arsenal's tricky. Brighton's potentially going to be quite tricky for them as well. Brighton are playing very well, United are not. But then Burnley, Palace, Brentford and Sheffield United, you're going to want somebody from United for that run. So I, I think he's just going to have to hang on. Uh... A lot of money to hang on, but... I don't know. I might. I might be happy to get rid of Rashford after this game. Oh, Rashford! Is yeah, he... you've got to double up. That's different. Bruno, Bruno, I'm not interested in selling at, at eight point five at the moment. Um, I mean, yeah. I mean, we've just said we've just basically said why. Um, but yeah, after after this, Arsenal away, Brighton home. I mean, even Burnley away might not be easy. Um, he might be dispensable at that point. Uh, but yeah, I'm not selling him before Nottingham Forest at home, so it's a problem for another day. I had my issues with him before the season started. I think I said it in a pod that I just viewed him as a massively streaky player and he had a good number of chances and he would go for a run of goals or a run of blanks. And we're obviously on a blank run at the minute. And I kind of he was an EO pick for me a little bit, a bit like a superland. So one's worked out really well and one's worked out terribly. But I had my issues with both of them too pre-season. I went with both to for the EO reasons as one of my rules. Um, yeah, Rashford. I could, I could see myself selling this week, despite the fixture. I obviously, I'm, I'm going to do a, a pod on this, like a solo one before the deadline. I did the main, the Arsenal one last week, focused around Gabriel. I'm going to do a Man United one this week, focused around Rashford. I might wait until I've got all my sort of ducks in a row from that and properly sort of <laughs> investigate what I think about it. And if it's not looking good for him still, then I could sell him for this game. Because if I've got two free transfers, I, I could do with a little bit more money somewhere. So if I downgrade him, I might need that to upgrade someone else to make futures. If I, if I do want Visser next week, if I do want Nicholas Jackson this week, I haven't got enough money to do all of these things. So Rashford down would allow that. I, I could wait a week, Martin. It probably does make sense. Selling before Forest doesn't seem sensible. But if the team aren't playing to his strengths and he's absolutely to the role he's being given right now, then... Mm-hmm. We're kind of relying on, I don't know what we're relying on for him to get returns, really, because nothing suggests he's going to get them. Uh, the thing is, if he blanks, if he blanks this, he scores that trick, wouldn't you? For this, well, yeah. So, I mean, yeah. I mean, you just touched there on on his EO. Like, it's a dangerous game for that. If he if he did blank in this, obviously it would it would be annoying. Um, but you'd probably then be able to sell him and sleep a little bit easier because you won't be alone. <laughs> um, if he blanks again and then has Arsenal the way next, um, you can then come off him like with everybody else, can't you? Well, not everybody else, but you know what I mean. 
Yeah, you, I think you'd it have looks to, like he's a drop in price next week. Yeah, I mean you'd have to because he'll drop in price. It's, it's guaranteed. If he blanks against Notts Forest, he's the people are going to be getting rid. If if I did Archer to Jackson this week, used all my budget, then I had two free transfers next week. I only need about 0.5, I think, to to do um, Joel Pedro. Brighton's fixtures get worse as well. Joel Pedro up to Vissa. I just need to find 0.5. So selling Rashford to fund that would make complete sense, I think, next week. So on paper, that looks logical. Um, let's see if I need to feel like I need to move a defender on as well. But I, th- I, th- I think if I keep him, this is his last week, but I could sell him this week. Mm. Let's see how I feel nearer the deadline. All right. Okay, that's United Forest done. On to Brighton versus West Ham. A West Ham who beat who beat um, Chelsea. Didn't expect that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, so what have we got here? Um, I do. Should we do? Should I read, do this um, quote on Jao yeah, Pedro do the Deserby, first? Yeah. Um, so just a quote from Deserby on Jao Pedro. Um, he is a great player, already a great player, but I would like him to improve in mentality. When he loses the ball, he has to work harder, but he is not a complete player yet. But I would like him to progress and reach his potential like I do with Evan Ferguson. Um, so maybe a bit of insight uh, into why he didn't start the game at the weekend. Um, and also a bit of insight, I think, into why he loves Danny Welbeck so much. Yeah, trap, um, trap back. Welbeck's a so, so yeah, we'll... we'll, we'll I mean, we, I mean, you've already said, Craig, that Pedro's probably a, a move on for you this week for probably Jackson. Um, is I, it... I think I'm more likely to keep him for this one game. I think this is okay. a big, big mismatch. So I, I think I'm willing to take the risk that he's going to get minutes, whether it's from the start or whether it's off the bench. Um, Brighton absolutely won, smashed West Ham last year, 4-0, when that was with Declan Rice and stuff playing. And the way Brighton are playing right now, there's no reason to think that that sort of scoreline's not possible again for them. I don't think I want to sell a Brighton attacker ahead of this. Um, right. No. So I, th- I think I'm likely to keep for one more week. And then, again, the fixtures aren't great, are they? Then maybe look to move him on. That's, that's my that's my plan. It's about Pedro on the shopping block next week. Got to keep him for West Ham. I, I, I You know, Welbeck is, does get rotated as well. You know, there's every possibility that Jao Pedro does start in this one, I think. Um, yeah. Yeah, maybe, maybe instead of maybe Welbeck and he, Jao Pedro will play, but Jao Pedro will be in, in CISO's ro, ro, um, role from that from the graphic and so the cam position. Um, we all, we none of us, although we all mentioned why not Sol, Solly March uh, preseason, none of us went Solly March, who was only three mm. percent owned, and he has punished a lot of people for not going Solly March. Um, yeah. Yeah, great returns from him. So, uh, yeah, that's frustrating. Don't know why we just all went Matoma or Jao Pedro. Um, yeah. I thought they'd get a replacement in before now, and they haven't. Cole Palmer was linked. Um, Kudos. The other guy, who's the guy that's been Kudos. in with West Ham, whose name I've forgotten? Kudos. Yes, the one, yeah. I, I thought someone would be in by now to sort of replace him, but hasn't happened yet. He keeps scoring every week. I was going to say, it'd be bloody hard if they get someone in now and go, sorry, it's your position. Hang on a minute. Have you not seen the last three games? Two games? The the second goal where he let it run across his body, I thought that was excellent. I think like Solly March in the past would have just taken that with his right foot. Um, But the way he just let it roll across, like that's like a sign of definite improvement from him. I think really good. Um, Spartans just put... Actual good question. The issue with doing Archer to Jackson, for instance, ergo keeping Jao Pedro, which of the eight attackers are you benching in game week three? I'm not. I'm I'm playing bench boost, but these two can answer that. I'd probably bench with Charleston for a game. Ooh. What game is it? I can't remember now. Off the top of my head. Um, Bournemouth, isn't it? Yeah, Bournemouth. Yeah. Okay. They're the only team playing away. His numbers aren't particularly great right now. He's not filling me with confidence that he's going to get something. It could backfire, but... It could, but if you're playing fixtures and form together, I think it's he's the... got he's probably the worst for both. It's the one you take mm. on. Um, mm. Okay, guys. So in terms of West Ham, then are you looking at any West Ham going forward? Uh, Ward Prowse is a bit sexy at six million, isn't he? Um, so like, I'll be fair to you. Six point. That's such a Darren Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. six point one <laughs> because uh, he'll go up in price, no doubt. But I mean, I mean, there's a couple of problems with that. I mean, one, you can only play five midfielders, and there's so many good options. Um, and two terrible fixtures. <laughs> Luton away, uh, pretty good at defending set pieces. Man City home are just good at everything. Um, Liverpool away, 
I mean, yeah, I mean, never, I'd never back anything in a David Moyes team in a difficult away game. Um, so, to me, it's five weeks until they got a good fixture. Well, that comes in comes into the old wildcard thoughts then. They got. To, I wouldn't be surprised if at the end of the season they scored the most goals from set pieces in the league. And if they do that, he's going to be taking them all, right? So he could easily end up with double figure assists. I don't doubt that. Will he take pens as well, if possible, right? At the minute. Not off, no, Paqueta took the last Paqueta one. Took he, it. he took it against Chelsea and he scored. And no reason to take it off him. Okay, so unless yeah. he gets done for match fixing, in which case he would have. <laughs> <laughs> going to put that out there. Yeah, I, I don't think it's a it's a desperate need to do it now, is it? That one? No, no, it's not. No, I mean when I'm when I'm mentioning it, I'm just giving other people options and thoughts. Um, it's definitely in my consideration, but it's my consideration for my wild card in a couple of weeks. I you never bring him in before Man City and Liverpool. Just not happening. Um, anything more on Brighton West Ham? Well, just those, those stupid numbers that are on the screen. I, I thought oh, yeah, season, I thought him he'd be a definite sell after game week three. So this would be his last game for me. <laughs> and then he'd be gone. Now I'm thinking I can't possibly sell him, right? Looking at some of these numbers that are on the screen right now. Is he is he a hold until is he a permanent hold now? He's five million. I just don't see the point in getting rid of him. I mean, I, I, I mean, against Newcastle, that you can make the case they've been very good. Against United, no, I think United are fine to play against. United are terrible at the moment. He's got the the, the tricky one for Bright for for um, Brighton is going to be you know the Liverpool Man City in about eight and nine, um, and you'd happily bench a five million defender there. I just feel like he's another one of those streaky sort of players. I wouldn't surprise me if he ended up with five or six games or two points in a row at some point. No attacking return. Still making forward runs, but just not delivering anything. Brighton can be a bit streaky for clean sheets, I think, as well. I don't know if it feels like it's one of those to get off while we're on a, a hot run. Let everyone mm. else stick with him for another four or five weeks while he does nothing. And you can rub your hands and celebrate when you've moved off him to someone else for seeing the uh, upcoming run of blanks. I don't know. I'm, I'm on the fence with this one as well. Definitely won't be selling him this week, but do I need to think about selling him at some point in the near future? Yeah, much bigger fires than than Estupanan turning over nicely at the moment. So yeah, I think he's a hold for me as well. Um, yeah, that yeah, being first for all those is, is absolutely insane. <laughs> you were going to go without him, Craig. <laughs> um, yeah, I was, I was lucky. Lucky I had my rules right. The rules saved me. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Uh, somebody mentioned in the chat earlier, my apologies, that I actually broke, I'm breaking one of my rules by looking at something. I forgot what it is, but I'll go back. Wildcard. Uh, no, sorry, bench boost. Oh, I don't understand why that breaks one of my rules, so I'll have to go back and have a look. Um, yeah, I can't remember offhand. No, but, no, I don't yeah. see why that does. Um, Villa Burnley. Um, yeah, I suppose is 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 Ollie Watkins um, a sell, I suppose, is the talking point on this. Um I think for me, he is. like He hasn't done anything particularly wrong. Let's say he's got 10 points from two games. So that's kind of fine. Um, but like you kind of predicted, Craig, like Diaby looks an equally good option. Um, so he could come in, you know, a little bit, a little bit later down the line. It's just, it's just playing the fixtures really. Like Jackson, Jackson and Visser have got better fixtures. Um, so it's just, it's just that really. And, I did use a transfer this week as well, so you know I'm not I'm not going to hit hit out like a a Rashford um, just so I can play three up front and keep Watkins. Like I don't think that makes sense. Fair. Um, so yeah, he's not done a lot wrong, but I think he's going for me this week. Okay, looks a bit short on confidence to me at the minute. If I'm being honest, penalties have gone. Obviously, that's one positive. Yeah, yeah. Have him. didn't know that was going to happen. Yeah, uh, he's missed a couple. Um, I'm not surprised. I thought Tielemans would be next to him. I mean, he wasn't on the pitch, was he, when the penalty got given? So he looks like he's Louise now. He never looked a natural penalty taker to me. I think he took him because he was the team's main striker and we didn't really have an obvious taker. So why not let the striker try and boost his goal-scoring returns with a couple of penalties? But he never looked assured to me at taking them. So I just think he's a bit, bit low on confidence. I think he's making runs and then maybe not coming off. And with the RB around now, I think his game's always been... He's been so good at leading the line, but he's always been an inconsistent finisher. But he's such a handful with running the channels, holding the ball up. He's good at everything. I, I think he's a definitely a top, capable of being a top four, top five striker if he could finish a bit more reliably. Um, but at the moment, he's sort of got more of a strike partner now than he's had before. The two assists, I would say, might have been a bit lucky. This is an aimless flick against Newcastle that Diaby's finished off and then... Mm. Can't remember which goal he set up um, yesterday, but he won the won the penalty. He won and the he penalty. Got clattered. Oh, that, yeah. Yeah. 
which he probably should have scored himself, right? He shouldn't have needed to be yeah. taken out by the goalkeeper. Yeah. But like, right, Gabby had on the horse sort of moment that missed something quite straightforward, but then with a penalty in the process or something, that's what yeah. Gabby Bonderhor used to be good at stuff like that. So yeah, I, I don't think he's done enough to warrant keeping. He's been quite lucky for two returns, I think, probably from him. Yeah, he had two of those moments yesterday. So one, he got clattered by Pickford and won the penalty. And the other one, he missed Pickford and just clattered into the post. And there were <laughs> two, two sort of similar incidents where he probably didn't quite anticipate like the, the ball coming across like quick enough. But um, yeah. Um, uh, I, I think Diaby's still a solid pick. I've still got him. I plan to hold Diaby, I think, at the moment. Uh, maybe until wild card. Uh, from for me, and then and then I'll judge it. But even even with Wolves and West Ham coming up in that, it's one of those he's cheap enough to hold, and he's he's very very good. L- again, lucky not to score. Pickford made a very good save against one of the RB shots. Um, I'm not considering Leon Bailey before anybody tries to say that's such a Darren move. I think it is uh, worth considering. Yeah. We've got Hibs uh, Conference League uh, two games with Hibs uh, Hibernian coming up now. The first one's this Thursday. My gut feeling is Villa will go quite strong here, try and get the tie one in the first leg because the second leg's before the Liverpool game. So I think that Villa would quite like to rotate and rest a lot of the squad for the second leg to then be ready for the Liverpool game. Mm. So quite a few of our players went off. Obviously, we had a comfortable lead against Everton, so we started making a lot of early subs to get players off and reduce the minutes. So I don't know if Haaland's performance this weekend, some people will argue, is because he played the Super Cup a couple of days before. I don't think it makes a massive difference, but Villa have got the same thing this week with a meaningful game against the Burnley. And I think a lot of this, our first team will probably play it. So it might be another reason to get rid of Watkins. I, I think he'll start the Burnley game, don't get me wrong, but he may be impacted yeah. by playing um, Hibernian first. Nice. Okay. Uh, I'm not going to even ask about Burnley. Um, this is a big one because, yeah, go on. Do you want re- to re- read <laughs> read the statement? Oh yeah, just uh, just some quotes from Pep on Phil Foden. I mean, this is um, t- tongue in cheek, isn't right? But I mean, we all know that Pep's bigged up Foden like his whole career, and then will still drop him on a on a whim. So um, I'm not saying this makes him nailed. I just thought uh, it was worth sharing. Um, so Pep Guardiola on Phil Foden yesterday. I've said many times Phil can play in all the positions up front. He has an incredible ability between the lines, the way he turns and attacks the last lines. It's one of the best I've seen. Managers adapt skills to the players we have or the problems we have right now. Phil, I know how good he is in that position, how good he is as a striker or left wing or right wing. I'm happy because I have the feeling he is coming back. So maybe alluding to the fact that he maybe, well, I mean, he definitely struggled with fitness last season, didn't he? But um, he was... he was so he was he was brilliant at the weekend, wasn't he? So is he finally going to be a reliable FPL asset? I'm so scared not to own Foden for this game. Genuinely, that I've considered a minus four to try and get him in. Well, I'm debating selling Rashford. <laughs> like I, 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 he was so good, and I thought, you know what, with KDB's injury, he's going to play. But then Alvarez crept in my thoughts. But you're right, I probably want Jackson. So this week, I might try and take a minus four. Get Jackson and Foden in, and I'm bench boosting anyway. It's so difficult. I don't want to go without Foden, and the run, the, the next run, the, the run they've got: Sheffield United, Fulham, West Ham, Forest, and Wolves. I can't go without a Man City midfielder in that run. He is. Um, that could easily be my transfer next week: Rashford to Foden. Um, I miss Sheffield United. Mind. I know, but it's. <laughs> Well, it's either it's either Miss Foden against Sheffield United or it's Miss Jackson against Luton, isn't it? So, or Rashford against Nottingham Forest. <laughs> yeah, it's such a hard week. Wildcard. <laughs> yeah, like it's not. If I had two free transfers, maybe maybe I'd consider it. But I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna bring Foden in for a hit. Um, even though this fixture is very good. Um, not when not when Rashford's fixtures Forest at home. I think. For me, it's one that can wait until next week. Um, there's still going to be 35 games to go. Like it's fine. But the one thing about him is that he, hasn't, he isn't shooting a lot, so he's top for chances created at a minute nine uh, through the first two game weeks. XGI is not especially high for someone creating a high volume of chances. Only expected 1.22 goal involvement so far in two games. That's fairly way down the list behind the likes of Embuemo and Matoma and players. Yes, he's not really going to score. So pure reliance on 
assists right now based on the role he's got and what his job for the team seems to be. I seem to be the right letting him drift inside and rely on Kyle Walker to be the right winger, which I've got issues with, but that's for another day. Um, but oh, I've got Walker. Yeah, but for the best team in the world, shouldn't have Kyle Walker holding the wit, should they? You want no. a winger in that position, don't you? Not a not Kyle Walker. Yeah, very um, true. But it's going to say it's kind of working based on the squad they've got available right now. Could you see Cole Palmer starting this game though, and someone missing out? Could that be Foden? Feasible, right? Yeah, well, this is another reason. Comments. Yeah, that is going to say, <laughs> don't you dare. This is another reason I just wouldn't hit him in. Like as good as the fixture is, like. Yeah, um, another good player with a good fixture, like starting on a minus four with it. Yeah, it can wait until next week. What, what if you were? But what if you were bench boosting? Because obviously, if it's a minus four, but you're going to get extra points from the well, hopefully from the bench anyway. Would that would that sway you? Yeah. I wouldn't. I wouldn't take a hit to bench boost one better player in. You think you really think, Darren? That even if you've got three good singles on the bench, that's going to be more from a bench boost than what you'll get at another point later in the season. No, true. No, not the minus four. No, I, 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 I argue that. That's fair. Because I did it last year in a similar position to what you're in. I had one doubler on my bench, to be fair. I had um, Nonto from Leeds with a double. And two, I had Watman with a, a great home game against a bottom half team and someone else with a good home game. And I got like 20 points, I think, from my bench boost. But I still got eclipsed by everyone on the bench boost in the obvious week in a double. And so my bench was looking like this week. With a, and I had one doubler on my bench. Um I can't, I'm not telling you what to do, but it feels like there's going to be moves later in the season, I would think, just because you're looking at a bench now with, I'm guessing, three, at least three pretty good fixtures on there, maybe one one iffy one. No, I wonder if the keeper. Who's your other keeper? Uh, Turner and Unana. So you're going to be playing Turner against, but they've got each other. Yeah. Playing each other, yeah. Yeah, which, I, which I, I, I honestly, when it comes to a bench boost, I don't really ever look at the second keeper, genuinely. Like I'm not going to make a cheat a keeper change to try and get bench boost maximization. It's just I'm not ever making a keeper change as far as I'm concerned, really. Unless obviously they're both shipping absolute goal after goal, then I've got no choice. But um, I mean, if <laughs> yeah, iffy. But this this week for me, it's um, it looks very good. And I, I don't. I read somewhere, and it might have been Ben Ben Krellin who mentioned that this year the way it's set out, we actually won't get as many doubles as you think. Um, no. And that was the other part of me that thinks, well, I could hold it till game week 31, for instance, for, for like, let's say two or three doubles. But the thing I've always been good at is actually knowing they're there and, and getting players in ready for it anyway. Um, so people are bench boosting, but actually, do you know what? I've got the players in and stuff. So I'm, I'm not I'm not too worried about it. I think this week for me looks very, very good. Plus, I hate the fucking chip as well. It's crap. Um where are you ranking Alvarez quickly here then? So if you're looking at Alvarez, Jackson and Visser as three possible in strikers, where's Alvarez ranking in those three for this week and just for in general moving forward? Really fucking high for me. He's, yeah. I mean, he could, again, he could be the one that misses out this week. You could take that graphic, yeah. put Palmer in for Foden and put Foden in for Alvarez and he's... And well, Bernardo's that's, not in his team either. He's injured. Yeah. Hmm. So it, it is not going to. I don't think he will be fit, as from what I read earlier. Um, but there's not many other players they can bring in, in in these places. I don't think so. Yeah, it's it's difficult. Personally, I, personally, I think Foden will play. Um, I don't want FOMO. I think I think the Jackson Visser Alvarez thing. It's one of those where you just need a bit of luck, right? They're all perfectly valid yeah. picks. They're all perfectly valid. Um, you could go Watkins or whoever to any of them three, and then you just need a bit of luck. Um, but if you put a gun to my head, I at the moment I'd go Jackson, Visser, Alvarez. Probably the same, in all fairness, and that's because of Alvarez's rotation. Simple. Yeah. Cool. Uh, next up, we got probably one of the better games of the week: Liverpool Newcastle. Um, yeah. So, I mean, from an FPL point of view, I don't know if there's too much to say. Really, obviously, if you started with Liverpool. If you started with Salah, um, I guess you'd, you'd probably keep him for now. Um, Trent's a bit different. Uh, might be looking to come off of that, I suppose. Get off that. Uh, yeah, but obviously Liverpool won this game last season. Um, but I imagine it'll be it'll be tough for them. 
Um, I don't know what what have you got there? St what stats have you put up there, Craig, for this? Just the forwards um, uh, goal yeah. involvement. Yeah, so it's just highlighting that that Salah's doing no better than the other two, despite costing any however much more it is. Was it four million or something? Um, non penalty XG is those numbers don't look right to me. I don't know what's happened here. Uh, hang on, I'm just trying to work out what's happened because those numbers don't look right. Salah's non penalty XG isn't that. Um, you just got the wrong headings. So they is it yeah. something different? I'm, I'm trying to work out what they are. Non penalty. I'm, I'll get the numbers up for the three of them. Um, separate. Carry on talking a sec. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. For, for for me, I'm 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 not on any any Liverpool at all at the moment, uh, which hasn't really bit me, to be completely honest with you. And it's it's again that that five or six wild card i'm looking at bringing them in for the for the sort of wolves west ham tottenham brighton everton it's still not great um but personally i don't know who to bring in like i think diaz is the one at the moment like regardless of craig's stats there we know diaz is scoring we know he's playing uh he's doing very well so for me yeah it's i think diaz is 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 the one um save save that money over salah Definitely. It's annoying that Shot is not a forward because he really should be. If Shot was a forward, I'd be seriously considering getting myself to three up front. Um, yeah, I don't understand why. I know that like Nunez played quite a bit in preseason and he wasn't bad at all. And then, like we've come to the we've come to the prem season and and the problem is like Jota and Diaz are playing so well at the moment. Although Liverpool haven't been great in overall. They've been playing so well, like Nunez barely gets a look in. It's like they paid a lot of money for him. It's it's just a strange one. I thought he'd be potentially um, playing a lot more, but uh, yeah, yeah it's well, Klopp's, Klopp's not going. Klopp, Klopp's not the kind of, kind of manager that's going to play someone just because they paid a lot of money for him. Yeah, like if yeah. it's not if it's not working out, it's not working out. He's not going to. Yeah, you know, he'll, he'll obviously work with him on, on the training ground, etc. But. If, if he thinks this is his best team, then that's what he'll keep picking. Um, yeah, I mean, Gakpo played a little better than the the, the week before um, when I said he was in that left midfield position. I thought he played terribly, um, non-existent, but this week he was a lot better. Um, and obviously a big thing was the McAllister got sent, sent off. So now they've got midfield problems for this Newcastle game. So it's going to be probably Harvey Elliott will go in. Yeah, they'll play Curtis Jones as the sixth, I think. He's Jones. probably a better sixth than McAllister anyway, I think. Yeah, it's possible, yeah. Yeah, Curtis Jones, sorry. Um, Those column, that the, the column on the right should be non-penalty XG. So Diaz has the highest non-penalty XG of 1.26, then Yotta, and then Salah. So Salah's actually the worst of the three for expected goals uh, without the penalties. And obviously now he might not take penalties. What's he missed, three in a row or something? Yeah, three in a row. Yeah. So if he's not taking penalties, he's actually the worst of the three attackers right now for expected goals. Mm. Um, I think anyone that owns him would probably looking to sell him now anyway. Although the fixtures don't seem to be horrendously bad. Say so Wolves, Brighton just demolished them, right? Villa was demolished by um, Newcastle when things weren't going right. West Ham don't particularly trust them defensively. And Tottenham are quite open. Maybe for Liverpool attackers, the next after Newcastle, the four that follow aren't bad. No, Maybe yeah, we could, consider, we could consider Diaz again if he looks like he's going to carry on playing as the most dangerous of the three right now, it, Di as it looks. Yeah, Diaz is the one I'd be looking at. As I just said to Martin when uh, when you were looking at stats, like wild carding around five or six, it, definitely Diaz is in the in the consideration given that run. Wolves, West Ham, Tottenham. Um, wouldn't be too bad. Then Brighton maybe, but then they've got Everton. I wouldn't be considering any um, Liverpool defenders, put it that way. Yeah, uh, not at the moment. Glasto said, Craig, uh, how are you getting on in the 30 million in the bank game? Uh, he finds it useful to work if, out the value players. If I, if I tell you this week, I captain Joel Pedro for zero points and my vice captain got sent off. I'd see you doing really well was. this week. I think I might what, actually wildcard that team either this week or next week. Team structures uh, is very good. I think there's a lot of 5 million midfielders that are coming to the four now. Or Papi Sarr, who's 4.5, doing well. Enzo playing more forward at 5 million. There's quite a few, I think at the moment, quite a few of the managers in that game have got quite a few 4.5 mids than the Cambers, the Elliot Andersons, Chakra Makers, people like that. If Chakra Makers injured now, Elliot Anderson's not a starter and the Cambers going to get two points every week, he's probably worth rebalancing the squad. Mm. And if you're only getting 20, 25 points a week because all the players are quite cheap, you don't really want to take a four point hit, right? No. no. <laughs> That's a lot of points. So, to take so, a hit. Uh, 
Um, so I mean, actually, I'm, I'm debating a, a, a wild card in that team for this week just because my structure's all wrong. Yeah. Should we tell everyone, Darren, that um, we gave Craig Hamer on a plate and he chose to ignore us this week? Well, I mean, we we don't have to, but you just did. <laughs> uh, yes, you, you asked for a five million player and we told you Hamer uh, and he scored. Uh, scored a yeah. cracker as well, not going to lie. That was really nice to see us lose clean sheet points. You also that. told me that Sheffield United weren't going to get many points, Martin, so I thought I'd go for a Wolves player instead who might be a bit... A bit better for well i mean we weren't we weren't we weren't unhappy with your five million choice of player in terms of the wolves the guy because he was really good in that fixture before uh no one can foretell that he's going to get sent off could they um but yeah annoying it's one if of the wild card this week martin i'll put him in hamer he's in he's got to go in. he's too cheap five million i mean they still they still won't win many games but he might just score the odd goal yeah he'll yeah. crop up he'll crop up with something um very good player and that's it guys all right cool Thank you very much. Appreciate it. Thank you to everybody who watched today. Um, double figures for a long, long time. So appreciate it. Uh, and thank you to everyone again who's recently subscribed. Uh, you know, we've had nearly 50 people in about 30 days, which is which is really, really cool. Uh, thank you so much. Um, and we'll be back this week with Craig. You're doing an individual one. Yeah, I'll do something on Rashford and Man United. Um, a deep dive into what's going on there. Yeah, you two are doing Sky on Thursday. Yeah, yeah. Uh, me and Martin will do Gaffer Wednesday, <laughs> possibly, <laughs> uh, and then okay. I'll be back with the free hit one at some point as well. So plenty of content for you guys, um, and we'll see you soon. Thanks, everyone. Bye bye. Yeah, see you later.